Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Good morning, amigo. Oh, you're uh, you're bright and early, honey. Good morning, sunshine. Good morning to all. It's your amigo. Good morning, amigo. Right here on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio with you till 11 o'clock in the morning. Eagerly anticipating start of baseball in a couple of weeks i guess it's the 24th it starts and then a week after basketball in the meantime we do our best to keep you entertained and while covid continues to emanate uh i'm going to preach positivity and uh and i f- don't fear i don't i don't fear I, I think we can get past this in a certain way shout out to our boy q and Guise, his wife um I know you had been in touch with him yesterday, Frank. Uh, I hit him up later as well. And uh, hanging in there, they're doing all right. But it is, it's a son of a bitch, that thing. So, I mean, it's no joke. I don't want to minimize that. So, really, just go out with your mask. I have a friend of mine. I guess he lives in Colorado. He doesn't want a mask once. But he, work, he works on the open woods. He doesn't really deal with the stuff in the city. He's more in the country, if you know what I mean. I'm imagining that's the way he can get away with that. Because if you think about it, you're in your own real estate, you're not going to wear a mask. So he's, you know, there's stuff he's doing. I think he says there's, you know, stuff he's had to put it on quickly or whatnot, but for the most part, he doesn't wear a mask. And I always wonder if the perspective is different because of that. You know what I mean? Later today on the show, we're going to premiere... Uh, it's gonna. It's not a Slam Radio exclusive. It's already hit it on Apple Music. It's already. You can hear it on Spotify. Um, but one of our Slam Radio alums, K9, he had already released a song while he was my student. Which, by the way, I like equally out here as I do six. Uh, but um, but fantastic stuff. And we're gonna play his new song six, and we'll talk to him briefly. Um, it's an interesting. You know, everybody has their thing. They're going to college, parent of college. We have our boy Ricky. He's getting ready to go to the Coast Guard. And, and some of our youngins went already to the Marines, left to the Marines. I know Phil left to the Marines. And we have Jake over there. Uh, you know, we have so many of our alum that are going to do bigger and better things. I'm such a proud papa about it. Um, but this guy, man, uh, this was a conquest for me to, to not just win him and his trust over, but for him to realize that I believed in him because, you know, Reminds me a little bit of Pitt, you know what I mean, in that sense. Uh, I don't think he gets in as much trouble. <laughs> uh, he's in the lab doing rhymes all the time, and he's very talented. So, so it's it. Um, I guess he's already been growing because he was in here. We were messing around with him on air as like kind of a personality. Now you're gonna have him on air interviewing, interviewing him as him. an artist. I said, you're not like, like you're coming on. I'm interviewing you. Like you need to understand. Like it's different than when you used to come on in school. Like yeah, like like you. You're a guest on the show. Like this is literally what I'm doing. So he's uh, he has nothing but love for you and me. Uh, calls us his favorite teachers. I love when they say that. I know they say that. I know they have a few. They don't usually have one. Like I have a few favorite teams, but well, like best friends also. You but know. they they um, they make my day when they say stuff like that. They really do. And a, and a kid like K9, you know, we we've shown him support and we've shown him loyalty and. Uh, and I've been doing my stuff. I got out the stuff to one of my execs at Apple Music. I sent it to Laz. I sent it to a couple other people. And 
And I've even got a lawyer, an entertainment lawyer engaged to kind of teach them a little bit of the ropes. Not the representatives, look, this is what you want to look for because they work in our, in our network here at Slam. In fact, at Slam Radio, who's our, our attorney. So he wants to make sure that he understands certain things. That's what happens when you're Slam family, brother. All right, change of pace this morning on Good Morning Amigo. We're going to kick it off by kicking your ass and making you stand up and jump. Frank knows this is how I like to do the show better. We've veered away from it. Told him the other day, it's going to be some changes. I have a feeling he knows what it is. Slam Radio. Ah, it just wakes you up in the morning real good, doesn't it? <sighs> Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145. Good morning, amigo. Watcha. Excited that I can see baseball in the horizon. But, you know, everybody is choosing to be incredibly concerned about what seems to be a recent spike in stuff. I told you I'm not I'm not doing the opinion thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I flat out told you I wasn't doing that. Like I'm just gonna stay away from that stuff and I don't know how to attack it other than put on a mask. Be careful. Don't do something excessive. Right? Don't congregate in tight places. People are idiots in the stores. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, I have to realize yesterday, I said, at some point, I need to just chill about that. Because if I'm not, I'm going to be a male version of a Karen soon. I'm going to get all upset. I just... Like everybody else want to get past this already. You know what I mean? Like I want, I'd like to see things get relatively back to normal. I forgot what life was about. Well, but I like knowing, for example, that it seems as if, you know, school for the most part is going to be relatively as normal as possible other than people wearing masks, which I'm going to have to get used to. And I don't know what we're going to do protocol in here. I could honestly see doing like three people at a time. Like I just, I can only imagine hmm. the. Just when I got everybody to do the class sizes right, now they're gonna cut our capabilities in half. So it's a moot point. It's unbelievable. So you know, I'm a little frustrated about that. You're laughing. You know what I mean, though. No, I'm laughing because all you can do is laugh. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah, it's because it's I like told right, you, I told like, you that I'll move stuff into open areas. <laughs> you think I'm kidding with you? If I have to move three booths into the area over there, and when we're in here, we lock the door and there's no access, I don't really care. I'll do whatever I have to do. But unfortunately, you know, they're not going to be able to congregate in tight areas. And some of our RVO booths, uh, while they're plush and they're not small, they still are tight enough to not congregate at full capacity. Because one of our RVO booths is, is, is immense. Mm-hmm. Almost too big. Mm-hmm. But... Um, that one for sure, we're not going to be allowed to have more than three of them in there. Three. You know, and the one that has four, we might not be able to have more than two, and the one with two would be one. Right. That's my, right now, my top of the list plan. That's how we're going to do that. So no matter how much they cut my classes, now they've cut my capabilities. That's the plan that makes the most sense. And then people with masks. So I did think for the first few weeks, making the classroom more of an environment this year changing curriculum a bit where there's more classroom-engaged activities the first month of the year. Uh, get everybody with their bearings, all the schedule changes and everything before we come in here and go bananas. Mm-hmm. So that's a thought. That buys us a month of in and out of here. Mm-hmm. 
and very limited access to our experienced and advanced students that are going to help assist in certain functions. And other than that, we keep it to some classroom stuff until we get right around, oh, I don't know, right about October 1 or so. And then we can start really riding and hoping that at this point we'll have at least a little more flexibility to maneuver in the space. Why all the long-winded conversation? It's affected the way we are going to live our lives moving forward. And now I am officially getting bugged about it. Did you see World of Meters? Yes, I did. Yesterday. 50,000 new cases, uh, 386 deaths, I believe it was. That was yesterday? That was yesterday. That was when we determined that that was the lowest number in 105 days. Correct? No, the lowest was like 282, which was the day before. Oh, okay. So that's what. So it did go up a little bit. Yes. The depth. So you, I guess you checked it since our last conversation. Uh, I just finished checking it like right that's now. That's what it is because I haven't gotten to it yet. It's um. I don't know how you're able to find that. I, I'm having a, a tough time, tough time finding it. But um, oh, you can go to yesterday. I see what you did there. Yes, three seventy nine. Okay. So far today, fourteen deaths. Florida had six thousand three hundred new cases. Forty six deaths. Mm -hmm. Testing a lot of folks now. We are uh, we are testing ten percent of Floridians now. Dade County had two thousand new cases yesterday, mm -hmm. eight deaths, and no one's dying. So I am not going to offer any opinions. I like to think of things positive. I am not suggesting you don't wear a mask. I'm not suggesting that you say that your rights are being infringed upon. None of that stuff. I'm simply saying be level-headed. And remember what I've always said is that the news comes from different angles. So you don't believe one source. I have to educate my house over the last four months on this. And ironically, you know it didn't have to educate the kids much. It's Mama Bear I had to educate. Right. Who continues to freak out every time she sees a headline in the news. And I explain that's the point of what they're trying to do. They're trying to engage you to stay on their station. You cannot overreact to this stuff. Stay safe. You still wash your hands. But come on. Do you feel me? Like, enough is enough. Let's, let's. Yeah, I put my mask on. I keep on rolling along with it. But I was even explaining it to my wife. I was like, look, I, I get it. The reason why there's so many new cases is because they're, they're testing so many more people. And, but nobody's dying. And she goes, that's not the point. People are still getting it. I'm like, All right. I mean, fair enough. Like, I don't know how to argue with it. But it's just like the flu. I told her, I was like, eventually everybody's going to get it. So, yeah, fun. So, I, you know, I, I choose to, how may I say this? Just, just, just try to handle it differently, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Not lose my mind over it. Um, and I think sports will help us at least stay a little focused on that. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Um, I thought I had put the other one in there. I guess not. Hold on. I'm talking to myself. Think of this, Frank. And you tell me if you agree or disagree. Baseball and basketball's seasons, for more reasons than one, 
will relatively be watered down. Yes. Will you look at the season as a legit season, or will you look at it with an asterisk like I look at 1981's baseball season? Uh, the latter. Although my perspective is I'm, I'm an ass when it comes to that. Because had the Yankees beat the Dodgers in 81, I probably would think differently. That, that, I'm, at least I'm honest with myself about that. The latter. And it's because, I mean, basketball, they did do some sort of a formula there to try to get it. And, but since they've kind of minimized how many games there's going to be, because it's like eight games right before they get into the playoffs, they're giving the, whoever's in ninth so much an opportunity to jump to number 18. So if if that number nine team does get a, does get hot during this time and for whatever reason the number eight team f- flies off, and you're four games back, you can jump that eight spot. That's that sucks a little bit, right? But basketball is not as watered down as I feel baseball is going to be watered down because in a sixty game season, anybody can start off hot and the playoffs can be a complete parody. We can see teams in the playoffs that we've never expected to see in the playoffs for a few years or so. Is that good for the game or bad for the game? It can be good for the game, but everybody's kind of look at it as it wasn't it wasn't a legit season because the the true contenders weren't able to form and really show themselves as they usually do and how teams are built to show. Okay. Um So teams that don't normally get the opportunity might get the opportunity. Right. Right. You know there's those teams that always start off hot and then all of a sudden the all-star break come and that's when they start to teeter off and you're like, oh, you know, they, they ran out of gas. They didn't have it. If, you, if you're one of those teams that's going to get in the, in, right before the all-star break and you're going to be up on top on the standings, then you can get, that, that doesn't happen all the time. It's, te- it's teams that don't run out of gas that usually just kind of just level off and you're like, yeah, we told you. Has it, hasn't history shown that more or less – Obviously not 100%, but more or less the teams at 60, 70 games in are the ones that are 160 games in. Well, your your World Series champions last year wouldn't even have made the playoffs in a 60-game format. Well, they were an exception because they came from behind and they got hot like you're talking about. But most, most of the other teams that made the playoffs were probably leading their divisions or in that position. There's a good amount of them that were in the position to already do it. But again, so sixty is a good sample much. size. It's not it's not a long season, but it's it's a decent enough sample size to take the se- the season seriously. My issue is with the half a dozen players on each team that aren't going to play, the David Prices of the world, and and guys that well, I'm going to stay home with my family. Where money was an issue four, six, eight weeks ago, now all of a sudden they can afford to take the time off. Really, that's that's a cool option to have. It's a really cool option to have. Mm-hmm. Right, I I think it's a little screwed up. Yeah, because agree. that's not reality. Agree. And and I get it. You're entitled to do that, and if you can, you do. And what's safest for you and what's best for your family, I get that. What about my family? What about your family? Oh, but it's different. Why? What's different about it? It tells me a lot about whether you do 60 games or 162 games. Don't you want to go do your job? Like, would Jeter have opted out of this year? Never. Never. Trout playing? Trout Trout has a, pre- a wife that's pregnant, so he's kind of looking at that as the health of his family. Is so he playing or did he opt out? I don't know if he, if he officially opted out yet, but it's in this discussion that he may not be playing. I know there's a player that's going to – wife's going to give birth during the season. I don't know if that's in basketball or baseball. He said already, once they give birth, I'm out. Just so you know. It's just a funny way of looking at it. You know, like I don't – I guess people who work every day don't relate the same way as these guys do. 
And I've always claimed that they live in La La Land. He hasn't made it official yet. I've always said they live in La La Land when it comes to this stuff. It's like, most of us have to go to work if not we don't eat. Not we don't eat. Plain and simple. Remember the Twin Towers from the Houston Rockets? You two young to remember them. Hakeem Olajuwon and that was one Ralph Sampson. I didn't remember Ralph Sampson. Yeah. Turned 60 today, Frank. Whoa. Turned 60. Ralph Sampson. Played his basketball with the Houston Rockets, Golden State Warriors. Played at University of Virginia College. He was one of the best players you know, coming out of college, maybe ever. He's one of those guys. Happy 60th birthday to you. Happy 52nd birthday to Chuck Knobloch. Remember Chucky Knobs? I do remember Chucky. Lisa Leslie. Gee whiz. Turns 48. I remember her too. She doesn't look 48. Wasn't she like the first pick ever in WNBA history? I believe that's the case. It's a random stat. I believe that's the case, sir. Just saying. Some famous birthdays today. I like to always throw those out randomly. Today's no, no, no big deal birthdays today. Usually happens, like we've been learning, on the days where birthdays are not prevalent, there's usually big events that have happened on that day. That's why we've been looking lately. Well, because if it's, if it's a slow birthday day, right, there's always events that are big. Like, all you need is love. Remember the song by the Beatles? All you need is love. Mm -hmm. wah, 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 wah. Released 53 years ago today. All you need is love. Love. Like, I guess this guy is not big time enough to make that list, but we missed a local birthday yesterday that's big time to us, at least locally. Who? Two minutes. Oh, it's Pianotti. Dos minutos. Screwed up there. We should have actually called him for his birthday. Didn't know it was his birthday. Jot him down. We'll know for next time. <sighs> Happy birthday to Michael Biamonte. He's the voice of the Miami Heat, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of Wimbledon finals, you know, but it looks like today in general, not an eventful day, not in births, uh, other than Wimbledon, not in events. Sorry. I mean, Navratilova won her record ninth Wimbledon single in 1990, 30 years ago today. A lot of Wimbledon stuff. I don't want to hear Wimbledon, no. So, I do know one thing, that this weekend we lost a pretty big radio guy, man. We lost George Rodriguez. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. Um, I know that we have a few clips that we can play. What were you able to find in the vault? Um, it's a it's a couple clips of him pretty much like telling a story. One was of him telling a story of something happened that when he went downstairs to a local pizza spot. But it's just the reason why this clip kind of stood out to me is just because you kind of feel the animation behind George's stories, and because he was a great storyteller. Um, another clip I have is actually Neil Rogers. Uh, telling a story of his own, and then you hear George in the background actually kind of conversating with him. Um, and then I have one other clip from George, just uh, kind of just 
hanging out talking on the Which end. one we're going to listen to right now? Uh, this one's going to be his story of the Pizza Rustica, which is a pizza spot that was downstairs <laughs> from his studio at SoFlo. I remember that place, yes. <laughs> That's why I also laughed, <laughs> because I had a similar experience there. You did. I think I did, too. Go ahead. No, you're just making everything else louder. I still yeah. sound very... Compared well, to you, on your mic. like half your... Well, we uh, goose him up a little bit there, Jack. Check, check. That's better. Cool. There you go. Now I sound. Yeah, I think I, I think you were you were Jack had you low before because uh, once the show screaming. gets going, you get you get all animated. And yeah, screaming. I'm gonna uh, when I get animated, I'll back this way. In, in uh, right, right in radio, so. it's called riding the pot. What happened? Pot where it you buffered. have to uh, keep adjusting the level up and down because your audio source keeps uh, g- changing and going up and down, and that's just a a talk show world thing. Now, now the talk show producer the, always has to do because people's voice level change depending on how excited they are about something. Now, in this time, like they don't have the auto, like there's no like a we got compressors and everything that yeah. kind of you know diddles with it later. But you want to start out with you want to have as good an original product as you can. You don't want to you want to leave as little to the processor uh, as as possible. Well, of course. Because um, it can only handle so much. So you just want to have the best original product. That's what we- so my apologies. That was actually George always doing what George did was giving his producing tips and stuff like that. That would have actually been a great clip to save for the students so they can actually listen to an expert of editing like George Rodriguez. He was, uh, he was masterful. Him and I used to go have lunch at Pizza Rustica. That's why I laughed. I, I'm interested in hearing. This is the pizza rustica one. Afternoon work. I decided to go down to Pizza Rustica for a slice of pepperoni okay. with some vegetables and everything. And nobody's in there except the guy making pizza. So I point to one and I say, "I want this one, please." And he goes and he puts it in the oven. He takes it out. He puts it in a box. The girl that uh, worked there, she was running late. She's uh, coming in as the guy is bringing me the pizza box. Okay. And uh, whatever he he like rang it up or something. Yeah, he 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 rings it up. Okay. The girl is coming in. She's walking behind me. He rings it up. I hand him my money. The girl walks behind the counter. He hands her the money and the ticket that he just printed up for me and says, um, "Give this man his change." I just completed my transaction, and he goes walking off. This is yesterday. Pizza Rustica. He goes walking off. The girl grabs my money and the ticket. Okay, the phone starts ringing. She puts the money and the ticket down, picks up the phone, and proceeds to take this really lengthy order with the oh, computer man. while my pizza's sitting in front of me getting called. And I go, hello. And then she's looking in the mirror. And I'm like, and I'm making faces like, give me my change. I just gave you the money. Just give me my change. And I'm about to say the F word over here. I didn't say that, but I'm making that expression with my sure. face because I'm a pussy. So, um, uh, you know, not for long. And she's like, and she, holds up a, and she holds up a finger. Yeah, but only uh, oh, as an insult. Finger, like the hold only, on finger. And like the hold on finger. Uh, you're going to say pussy as an insult. Uh, here's a radio rule that might surprise you or not. You can say pussy as an insult, meaning an emasculine man or a coward, right. but you can't use it as a body part. Right. Because right. yeah. the FCC rules are about, you can. Or as a cat. You, you can, can. You could be a cat. A it's pussy sex cat. is bad. Insulting someone and hurting their feelings is okay. But talking right, about right. sex is bad. That's very Just so bad. you know what the oh, rules no, are. Oh, no, I know. For example, you can say... A cock is a you rooster. Can say, you can say, you dick, but you can't say my dick. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> we can get away with playing that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the kind of stuff that he would put together, man. It was hard going through Neil Rogers' sound, though, because a lot of that stuff was very edgy. Like, mm. I don't know how they got away with a lot of that stuff. But then again, look when they were getting rid—they were getting away with that stuff earlier on. There, there's no doubt 
that there was a hint of that in a lot of us in that era of doing sports radio, even though he wasn't a sports talk host. Uh, the stuff that George put together with Neil was uh, was beyond epic, in my opinion. And the one thing that, to me, stood out um, was the ebb and flow between Neil and George. Um, we get it sometimes. Partners get it all the time. But ours sucks compared to theirs. <laughs> they They just had a jive that worked. And George, who so was so non-judgmental, right, didn't really care. And he came from a different background, a different world. He was a different, completely different animal than Neil was. And they understood each other so well. Um, it was radio gold. It was it was amazing, amazing radio. And George, when it became more about George, after Neil died in 09, I think he died. 10. 10? 10? Yeah. I looked it up yesterday. Yeah. So it was the 24th of December, 2010. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah, I was pretty banged up about that. I'll never forget. Only Noche when I've ever gotten drunk. When I found out he died, I started drinking. Really? I got a little smushed for 24th of December. That's not something I usually do. Pretty cool. Yeah. Woo! I just remember crying a lot. He meant a lot to me. You know, um, and I will proudly tell you that about eight out of ten times I disagreed with the stuff that he said. I thought sometimes he'd belittle my Cuban brothers, and I'd be like, "Why are you doing that?" But I would try to take another approach to it, and I'd laugh. Like I, it was satirical. Yeah, they didn't hate anybody. That guy was as mild mannered as anyone. Mm -hmm. Didn't come off that way on the air, but he was afraid of his own shadow sometimes. He did. He came across like kind of angry, like yeah. very like condescending kind of. Our boy Troy Stratford, a good friend of ours. Like when he hung up with somebody, sorry, when he hung up on somebody, one of the callers that I was listening to goes, I'll see you in the funny papers. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he was a strange bird, but um, like Troy used to work a lot with him. Not really on the air so much, but when Troy would sell at 560 and Troy had a lot of interactions with Neil. Um, his stories are magnificent. He loved Neil. And Neil loved Troy. Like, Neil thought the world of Troy. And, um, but he'll tell you, Neil was his own animal. Like, he was just his own entity. He had a way of looking at things, and there were days you could approach him, and there were days you could not approach him. So, I always find that diva quality interesting. I kind of like being approachable all the time. That's just who I am, though. Maybe that's why I'm not a superstar in that level. But, um, I always find it interesting, you know, that, that George is a very common radio story. Went from doing something completely different to being really good at this. And it's your story, that's sort of my story, a lot of us. Um, you can go to school for radio and that makes you better. It probably makes you a radio executive at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But um, ultimately it's about expressing yourself. It's about having a conversation and the people who are listening to your conversation being engaged enough that they, they're chiming in you can't hear them, but they're chiming in because they're saying things to the radio. That's how you know if your show's good or not. If you've got people in their cars talking to their radios because they think they're talking to you, you've done your job as a radio host. Right. So I sometimes I'll push the envelope. I don't think a lot of people talk to their radios when I'm on the air. But I'll push the envelope and I'll say some stuff that'll make you go, what the, what's wrong with this guy? Yes. I'm not well. I know. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Some people can be a handful. <laughs> I, I am a shovelful. And it's not a Vichy either. 
even still, it takes a lot of uniqueness and it takes a lot. I, I, I would dare say that sometimes my brain is working when I wish it wasn't working. And it's because the, the job of having to think of something to say for X amount of hours every day takes a toll. Which is why sometimes radio hosts like Neil would go three, four, five, six weeks off. He wouldn't read a paper, he wouldn't do anything. Sometimes it's important. We're going to be doing that around here. At least next week we are. But my brain's working overtime. All the time. It sort of sucks sometimes. But it's always. Doesn't stop. George was the same way. George was non. Electrical. Yep, it was. But um, that electrical made that show. And a lot more than Neil being Neil. I mean, Neil was Neil. Neil, God, like, just the stuff, the shticks. You're right. Some of that stuff wouldn't jive. Oh my God, it's so many shticks, so many songs, so many parody, parody songs. Just, Guys just, like Boca Brian calling in. Boca Brian was the man, bro. <laughs> Boca Brian. So, you know, it takes you back to a good spot. It takes me back to a good spot. But ultimately. Um, you, you have to be able to understand the scope of how to communicate to others to be good at radio. And, and it's important. It's important when you get into that back and forth. And the George back and forth was, with Neil was sometimes a comedic routine. Mm-hmm. Um, there were segments that I started laughing six seconds into the segment and I didn't stop laughing until he went to break. And that's entertainment, baby. That's that's what this is all about. I can't make people laugh like that. If I can make you laugh for, for two minutes in a segment, then that's great. I do enjoy scintillating conversation. I do enjoy those who are going to take a little extra time to listen to what I've got to say and hear my points clearly detailed, understand where the entertainment value comes from. But from time to time, you got to shock the world. you got to move the needle. And Neil and George always did that. They were able to do both things. That's an interesting balance to have on radio. And you need a sidekick to be able to do that. So as much as Neil was that guy, Neil could never do it without George. And then George's role on radio afterwards was... um, He was Robin Hood. I love the story you shared yesterday. He gave you the keys. Like, that's interesting. You shared some pictures, and I'd forgotten about the picture of him and Neil on his bookcase Mm -hmm. in the studio. Um, he did a lot of stuff at his own fault for no profit because he felt everybody should have some sort of voice. There were people who had no business being around a microphone just because he felt like he could use them or implement them, and he would. But then he also had people like The Beast, Ryan London, who was... Whatever it's worth, the man's done work in the business. He's been around. Yeah. Guy's been in locker rooms and, you know, the beast is a beast. Like, he's done a lot of different things in radio and, and whatever. You know, in radio, we always, we get at each other's throats sometimes. And it's, I certainly don't have the same relationship with Brian as I do with, with Alex Dono, for example. Right? The beast was a part of uh, the Neil Rogers show. But he was part of the Neil Rogers show. You understand what I mean? Like, he comes from a place that, that then you learn and, and you almost go from being, 
Uh, and we, I've always, I'm going to say I've been at odds with Brian. I just, you know, it's, just, it's not like Alex and I is the best way to say it. When you come together on that common cause, when you know that you used to listen to that guy, or you know who that guy was, and the perspective that Brian brings to who George was and how it, it represented him in his career. Kind of reminds me that no one is bigger than the game. That's why we got to help everybody that we can. We really do. Uh, that's what George did, right? I'm not sure Neil would have ever done that. That's a George thing. That's why they were polar opposites. He wouldn't have helped anybody in that sense. Neil was very reclusive. I wouldn't think he would. Yeah. That, that's a George thing. Like yeah. George carried that, that torch for both of them in that show. Like He was the benevolence of the entire show. He's a good guy. Introduced to me by Miguel Escobar, another guy that in my multiple Mount Rushmore's would find his head on one of them. One of the first two, at least, because it put me on the map. And he introduced me to George. And he's, he's one of the guys that goes, don't give up yet. He'll keep your name alive. Figure out what you want to do. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe, you know, instead of going to play basketball on Saturday mornings, you know, go do this. He really encouraged me to do it. And I was like, fine. But George, man, it's sad to see him go. It really is. At 55, he had a lot more to give all of us in radio. There was 20 years of wisdom there to give us. Yep. I had thought of many times of engaging him and bringing him through here. Um, there's never enough hours in the day. So my personal regret is not staying more in touch with him. I'm pissed at that. But that happens to me sometimes. We live and we learn. Yep. So rather than obsess on that, I want to obsess on all the positive things he did for people in radio, for people in general. He had a buddy system in Hollywood. All those cronies in Hollywood Beach, they all knew who he was. They all loved him. He was friends with all of them. He was contentious with no one. He really was the world's nice guy. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable conversation. We did the piece of Rooster two or three times. I mean, obviously it didn't last. But I told him that the first time I go, I'd like to do this periodically with you. You're because you know me, I like to talk and then listen to people talk. He has a wealth of he had a wealth of stories. That's gonna be tough to get used to saying yep. too. So. Interesting, I haven't really cried. That's weird. Because he did mean a lot to me. But um but I'm sad. I do think his life should be celebrated. I think there should be a, a manner in which it is celebrated. I think, I wish, I don't know who has the rights to some of his stuff. Like, I would play it here. I would have no problem with it. Play late night. <laughs> I'd play late night, but I'd play it. I, I don't dare ask, and I wouldn't impose. But that's, to me, I don't know. He has to live on as George Rodriguez. Like, that can't just die and we never hear again. It's just a thought process, bro. But I, I needed that to come out. And um, I do think that moving forward, we're going, we're, I'm going to do my best to at least uptick the energy. It's been tough last 110 days having any sort of energy with this whole COVID stuff. And we got more malaise in the, in the horizon. But, but ultimately, Frank, at the end of the day, you know, toss on a song, a really upbeat voice, get you to, through the work day or as you're driving to work in the morning. That's the stuff we got to do. Later in the show, we'll have K-9 on. I think that'll be in the 10 o'clock hour. We're going to showcase his song as well. He's a Slam Radio alum. That's why I'm so excited about doing that. Ha, 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 ha.
All right, we're going to go to break on this side. More of what you love best right here on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. So, um, Frank, I'm getting Kevin. I'm so used to calling him Kevin because that's his student name. And then I'm going to go with the canine so we can uh, love to get him on the air prior to playing the song, right? So just so he's there to hear it on the air and then we come back and he stays on with us. Talk to him a little bit, play the song, talk on the back end. So it's very funny, his position, Frank. We were communicating all weekend and he was concerned <laughs> because um, do you you know when you hip hop sometimes can get explicit. Yeah. So very concerned. Concerned about that if he took his words out, it wasn't gonna leave the the essence integrity of the, of the song. It happens a little bit. It does a little bit. A little bit. His first song, which I'm gonna ask him to also give me a clean version of, to me would work amazingly on radio trying to eliminate the bad words because there's not as many bad words. The point is it's part, it's, it's part of what the culture of hip-hop is. So there's no misogyny. It's, just, it's, it's the street code. It's the street language. Mm. But he is such a talented rapper that I am not going to miss the opportunity to play his music on the air. Um, because when he becomes a star, I'll say I was the one that did it. I was the balls to do it. So. Right. Uh, there's also the essence of the fact that he's one of our alum here. So he, he's a product of this 3,000 square feet that we always brag about. So um, it's one of those things. His friends from Slam are pretty proud of him. You know what I mean? He's a very likable kid. Um, but I think what you've got, Is a kid that I get the impression he has that hint of loyalty from the people who stood by him. Um, he's very appreciative to you. He's very appreciative to me. Um, he's the kind of kid that in in a normal school system may slip through the cracks, but in Slam it doesn't slip through the cracks because there's always a net somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And in that net. There were some people named Frank Fernandez and Larry Milian that understood him and encouraged him to keep going to the lab. And while I'm not taking any responsibility, the kid's motivated to be a rapper. That has nothing to do with you or myself. Uh, but it does help to know that you're believed in, right? So that's not a charity thing. I believe in him because I saw him at his best. We used to put him on – towards the end, we put him on every day with us. Well, when we figured out that he can spit and he had the flow to, to it, um, we gave him a challenge to kind of do an intro song with all the characters on the show that have kind of passed through here, and he knocked it out of the park. Like, within two days, he had told us, hey, song's done. Uh, Ricky produced it, and we played it on the air for a long time, and obviously we've gone away from it, but he did that track as well. That's when I realized he was pretty talented. Because yeah. That's not easy to just do what he did with that. But I think that's when he finally saw that, hey, you know what? I can finally maybe take the next step to doing this because I'm probably sure it was always an idea with him and he kind of, kind of messed around with his friends. But to actually put something together like that and then see it play on the air, then I think that kind of like lit up his eyes. 
He is uh, he's immensely talented. So we're gonna get him on the air. It's in this hour, but it should be any you know. I, I want to play his song. It's gonna be the Slam Radio premiere of it because we have never played it before. Um, but we're so darn proud of him. I remember it's not the first time we've done this. We had students that were a rock band that were part of our class. Uh, one of them now is uh, in Marine Basic Training. Good old Phil, man. Phil's uh, Phil serving our country proud. And then, you know, Sealock, you can still hear Sealock. I'm, I think I'm going to challenge Sealock to give me some, some rock podcast because I think he's perfect for it. Uh, great kid. And then Johnny, our friend Johnny, Johnny Perez. And they did some good stuff. We played their music on here as well. Um, not as serious. It was more on a hobby base for them, right? Uh, it was the challenge to get better at playing an instrument and then doing, you know, putting that together. And I think they did a great job. Uh, I don't know if they're going to continue doing that. I've never even talked to them about it again. I mean, I know that Johnny is from time to time in the studio, but but it's a life for K9. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's who he is. Um, he's not misrepresenting himself. He's certainly not misrepresenting himself as a, as a criminal of any sort. It is just a street-heavy rapper with amazing flow and an amazing ability to, uh, to do what he has to do. So... Um, Anyway, you know, we're going to do that as we get to him. You want to just play his song? Uh, right now, I can load it up. Right now. Give me a second. Well, go ahead and play his song. Um, I think it's cool that I'm... So, so many times he sat here wearing a slam shirt, right? And it, it wasn't that long ago, if you think about it. And now today, once we get him on the air, it's literally going to be an interview. I'm going to interview my former student because the guys... I'm telling you, I believe... He's going to be a hip-hop star. So I'm going to introduce him for the first time here on Slam Radio's Airwaves, a former Slam Radio student with his song, Six, hitting on Apple Music and now right here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145. Bro, he's good. Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145. A is off the hinges. Do you like that? I mean, you're a hip, you are, I claim to be this hip-hop head. I think you're more of a hip-hop head than I am. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's better than a lot of stuff that's been coming out here because it's not a lot of the mumble rap. Like, a lot of the stuff that's been coming out lately is a lot of mumble rap. Uh, little kind of four-bar things. But, yeah, his chorus is like that. But then as soon as he gets into his flow, it's not like that anymore. He has some really unique rhymes. When you're able to put words or phrases on top of phrases on top of phrases within a four-bar statement, like, that's when you really grab my attention because you're really putting a thought into the rhyme. You're going with the flow of the music. You're not just letting the beat dictate it. Isn't it interesting that estos cabrones have an extensive vocabulary and choose to not use it? Mm -hmm. I, I want to strangle him. <laughs> no, but there was a rumor about him that he was a dynamite writer. Remember how Edwin Demps had this whole, no one knows what we're talking about, a couple of students that were, if you were to judge and not know, um, you would judge wrong. Right. One of those... That the cliche of don't judge a book by its cover actually fits well within these students. But do you see canine with this elaborate vocabulary? It's it's interesting. I'm gonna give him a call. When we go come back on the other side. I'm hoping to have him on. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to doing this and then cutting it up and giving it to him. Look, your first radio interview. Blah, 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 blah. He deserves it, man. He spent a couple years with us, and you know what? That that slam song that he did. Don't be afraid of queuing it up just because some of the fa some pretty cute on the rejoin, my friend. You know, so when we come back, we'll come back with that. But that kid's just dynamite. By the way, you got to make sure you put six on that uh, on that royalty report 
long here. Oh boy, this I uploaded it a certain way, so I know that when I do the report, I have to do it. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. change in his pocket. Indeed. You know what I do also? I don't know if this is right or not. I don't even know if I'm wasting my time. Do you know that sometimes I let it play in the background on my phone on loop? Because mm -hmm. every time it plays, so you can get a stream. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> That's such an old school boomer mentality. That's the way my girl, that's when my girl says, you're not going to change the world with one person. <laughs> I love when she tells you that. <laughs> All right, on the other side, we'll play that. We'll, we'll go back down memory lane and play that slam redo that he did for us on Slam Radio. And that's when we realized, wait a minute, this kid's pretty good. Boy's got skills. Yeah, he's got some skills. He does his canine boy. Hopefully we can get him on. Yes, little canine. Son, you can really do that rap playing. Get him on the other side. Before this game is over, remember, 11 o'clock, the youth coming right back at you with an hour, 60 minutes of funk. They do it right. I heard your mix, bro. Not too bad. Look at you. Getting back on the wheels. I think you got jealous. You saw that I've been progressing. I had to get rid of the cobwebs. You saw that I've been progressing. Yeah. You became concerned. You know what happens when I put my mind to something. I understand, but you became, get ready, bro. You became concerned. Open the whole new library oh, of oh, man, but you, goodness. It's, it's it's you got some catching up to do, bro. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, that I do know. I'm just teasing you, bro. I'm no better than you. I just gotta practice, like I told you. On the other side, we'll catch up with that old joint from K9. That was that slam radio redo. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right here on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. Oh, I love sports. 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 You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Final segment of the program here, Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good Morning Amigo, coming up next, the youth. <laughs> Them youngsters. Although I got a bone to pick. Is Alicia going to be on the air today? I don't know. I got to check the schedule. He was on yesterday. I don't he was know. He on yesterday, which means he's probably not on the air today. I'll, let me check the schedule and see here. Since she's the schedule maker, well, I'm she, sure uh, she didn't give herself back-to-back -back days. They're so organized. Use your brain on this one, you know. Yeah, so today is 7-7. Seven, seven. Alicia is on the air as she was yesterday. Oh, my gosh. She disappointed me in her schedule. But actually, she wasn't on the schedule yesterday. She happened to, to jump in. I guess she felt she needed to help out the cause. She says that her generation is the smartest of all generations. Of all generations. Smarter than us. Smarter than us. Really? Yes. So I was going to invite her to be so smart to come in here and run the board and run the show for an entire day. Not Brianna, her. I want to see how smart she is. I'm sure Brianna will come and figure it out. She's like, not the boomers, not the millennials. Yeah, no. I heard Generation her. Generation Z. I heard her. She thought she was being funny. I, I heard her. And you were like, no, you can't jump in there. I'm not going to jump in the show because it's it, that's their territory. I'm not allowed to just jump in there like that, at least not without permission. But like on a good radio station, when one show has beef with another, you're allowed <laughs> to call them out, right? You're going to have beef with the kids so now. So I'm going to have a little beef with one of the kids because I, be that guy? I empower them to tell them, Michael, you guys are intelligent. I've even told them, you guys are smarter than us. I tell them that. 
But I didn't think she'd take it to this extreme. I'm just, I mean, it's a thought process. So, so I'm just saying, when she comes to SLAM this year, senior year, is she going to be teaching the teachers? Because, I mean, they're smarter, right? Hold on a minute. Don't you remember watching like 90s sitcoms and there was always that one show that the student would be the teacher for the day and the teacher had to be the student for the day? I've never heard of that in like in real life. That doesn't exist, does it? No, not really. Maybe we can make it work with her though. Like we'll do like a special engagement. Well, I mean, again, we have a lot to learn since we're not nearly right. as intelligent that, as her generation. Saying. That's what I'm saying. So much smarter than us old boomers, right, Frank? <sighs> anyway. But yeah. I, at least I love that they have a voice and that they express themselves so well. Nicole did such an amazing job hosting yesterday. That vernacular of hers, my goodness. She's got, what, what a vocabulary on her. Uh, but back at the helm is Amanda Marie, and she'll be hosting. We have Thursday, Idania will be running the show. That sounds like a fun time. Our new student general manager, Idania Perez, will be on the, at the helm. Yes. That should be fun because um, I'm going to see if she's out there because if she's here, I don't want to say anything bad. You know, she can be tough sometimes. Yeah, buddy. Seven, six. Uh, she's not there. Good. Yeah, buddy. So I can say, oh, boy, she don't play. No, she doesn't. She don't play. You talk about, I told her to have a voice. I didn't have to teach her to have a voice. She probably already. What's funny is her mom tells me she is silent as a whisper at home. Well, she's a silent assassin is what I call her. She just sits back. She puts a little lean to her. Her head goes to a little tilt, yeah. and she looks at you through those glasses. Like those are like '70s type glasses. She just gives you the yes. stare. She's a yes. silent assassin. Yes. Yes. She's a little bit like that character in The Office. Who's the lady who's really uptight with the bun? What's her name? The one that's going out with Dwight. Oh, um, oh man, what's her name? Her. Yeah, the blonde girl. Her. That's Ivanian a little bit. You don't think? Yeah, I'm trying. Now the name's on the tip of my uh, tongue. I can't think of what it is right now. Yeah, so she's a tough cookie. So she's going to be hosting on Thursday, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, two more weeks, Frank, and then we can just talk about baseball. Thank God. They're not allowed to spit, though. You know that, right? No more spitting. Yeah, good luck. What are they going to do? They're going to get a fine? I don't know. Technical foul? <laughs> Tee them up? Tee them up. So they're not allowed to spit, and they're trying to implement this, like, even through Little Leagues and college and stuff like that. No more spitting in baseball, which is, hold on, this is a very hard task. You can't just tell somebody that they've been playing baseball their entire life not to spit. So I'm guessing sunflower seeds are also not going to be allowed. How do you get a baseball player that's been playing baseball their entire career now not to chew on sunflower Frank, seeds while they're playing their game? If we've got to stay correct with this COVID, then I think there has to be a code of ethics with baseball players. I think this goes beyond spitting, right? Because I think if, you know, you have to wash hands and stay clean and there's exchange of, of germs on a baseball, then the grabbing of the crotch has to be eliminated as well. <laughs> I don't find that to be very hygienous at all. Right? That doesn't work for me. You know how hard it is to not spit once you've been spitting forever and ever? It's very hard. I had a bet going on with an ex-girlfriend probably like around 2005. She go, told me, she goes, every time you spit, you're going to give me a dollar. And I'm like, this is easy. I ended up paying her about $79. Well, then you stop spitting. I, I don't see you spit much little, these days. Little by little because it, it, <laughs> it was a habit. Habits are hard to break. That's a hard habit to break. Isn't that Air Supply that sang that song? Or? I don't know. That's beyond my. Was that Ario Speedwagon? That's, oh, sorry, that's your sorry. generation. I'm dating myself. I know. I know. Whatever. Remember, we're not that smart, us, us boomers. Nope. Uh, so we're gonna have some baseball to talk about, which is fantastic. The one thing I'm angry at. You heard me say this earlier today. So it was just six weeks ago they were bitching and moaning about their 
salaries and how the cut that they were going to get and, 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 and they needed to earn more because this was like, and, and what would I say? I'd say, you guys, if you consider yourselves, each and every one of you, like a small business, consider this year a year that you're reinvesting in your small business. Not that any small business clears 10 or 15 or $20 million a year for any sort. I just, it baffles me. You play baseball, you catch a ball with a glove and you hit it with a bat for a living and you make a lot more than real influential folks in the world. So then those are the same people that six weeks later, Frank, all of a sudden say, well, I'm going to bow out. I'm going to just spend with the family because they can afford to not play. So what were they upset about the money to begin with? It was all about what? What's their angle on this? Cause drama. I'm going to be very honest with you. You know that I've eliminated the politics from all of this. Well, what, like, remember what I had told you. I think they were trying to make up for the bad deal that they did on the last CBA, which is which kind of trying to why they were trying to short shift the owners a little bit. So then they were able to try to get some of that leverage back. So that's right up there with the stimulus package. And then, you know, the Democrats just piling on the whole post office deal and all these other deals. Right. It's, it's right up there with that. Right. I don't get it. But everything obviously moved. The needle moved by money. But David Price apparently doesn't need money. So then why did he ever bitch about what was going on with the salaries that were going to be prorated based on the schedule that they had said? And you're either going to play or you're not going to play. It's very simple. I asked you earlier in the show, do you think if Derek Jeter were a baseball player, would he be playing or not playing? I thought he'd be playing. I think he's playing. I think he's playing. Manny Ramirez? Not playing. Just my thought process. But why... If that's what you do, and, and you really honestly fear for your safety, then I get it. But other than that, what would be the reason for you to not go to Orlando and play on a basketball team and finish a season or, or, or play 60 games where there's no crowds and you're going to do the best you can to stay safe? Are we going to continue to let the fear rule us? Because, again, I mean, it... it there comes a point in time where whatever it is, you need to try to remain positive and move forward. Keeping your, com your country back, keeping them from moving forward and doing the things that they need to do to operate so that there's not 20% unemployment and, and, and a recession. Those are the things you have to do. And sometimes you got to make some tough decisions. And I don't usually talk about this. But at the end of the day, if you got to start baseball to bring some sort of normalcy and some sort of positivity to the American people, then so be it. And if basketball is going to do it, then so be it. I pray football can be played. But if instead of playing 16 games, maybe this year they got to play 12 or 10 just to buy some time to clear this nonsense. I'm going to say it once, Frank, and I hope it doesn't hurt any one of our listeners' feelings. Right now, no one's dying. Sorry. I understand. Wear your mask. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't be a fool. Don't go to the sandbar with a thousand people within a 15-foot uh, radius. Don't be a jerk. Do it right. When you go to Walmart, go the way it's indicated. The signs tell you one way, go one way. Don't go against the traffic. Don't be an ass. Don't be a jerk about it. Okay? And do the best to mitigate it. Stay safe. Wash your hands. If you don't need to go out somewhere, don't go. I got it. It's not what we're usually used to. But if you take that angle to it, then we can get past this. We can have sports. We can be back to normal again. But holy Toledo, I'm not going to sit here in fear 
of something that A, I can't see, and B, to be very honest with you, I ain't letting it do a thing. I'm going to wear my mask. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. But if I got to go do $150 of groceries at Walmart, no, I'm not going to live my life scared, and neither should you. That's the first time you've heard me say that. Because I either don't talk about it or, you know, like, I've never really said that. You have to do something to get your head out of that mud, out of that muck. It's 110, 15 days now. We're going nuts. It's not what we're normally used to. So please do yourself a favor. See the glass half full for a minute. Is that okay? Like, is that possible? <gasps> Did you hear there's this many cases? And ironically, less people are dying. It's a 20% positive rate. Two days ago, less people died than any day since March 23rd. And basically March 23rd, nothing had happened yet. Stop. Gosh, you know, when March 23rd was the day I came out and said universe of one. Do you remember that? Worry about yourself. I know it's about the community and love and everybody respect one another. Look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself the questions you got to ask yourself. Because once you figure you out, you'll respect other people. You'll be nice to other people. You'll love other people. You won't be a jerk. You won't be an ass. And you'll do what you need to do. Because that's what America does. Sit back and whine and complain and knock down statues. No, I'm not doing that. That's it. I'm, I'm done. I, I get upset at that. I'm done. I'm done. So there. You can tell them youth people, I got smarts too. Love to hear their position on this. I will advise them on it. And with that on this seventh day of July, I tell you, later days, I'm off like a dirty shirt. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.